Welcome to the Lime Podcast. Lord, your mercy endures. Based on Psalm 136, 1. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. When my daughter Haley passed away in October of 2018, my world was turned upside down, and all I had was my faith to press into. Through my grief, God's mercy and love has endured. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Lime, Lord Your Mercy Endures. My name's Aaron, and I honestly don't have a subject for today's episode. I just wanted to talk to you guys, just as if I were sitting in your living room having a cup of coffee. This week was my birthday. There's lots of emotions that go along with a day like like your birthday, especially not having a loved one, a child there to celebrate with you. Haley, two years ago, gave me a very special gift. She had lost her voice due to intubation very early on in her illness. In fact, the night that she had open-heart surgery was the last time we heard her speak until my birthday. She was either intubated or she had a tracheotomy done to allow her to to breathe without the tubes. But of course, with that apparatus, you still cannot speak. They changed the cannulation on my birthday and allowed her to cover the hole that was in her throat. And I can remember with big tears rolling down my face, the amazement and the joy that we felt from hearing her voice again as she sang happy birthday to me. It was the best gift that I could have ever imagined. We had a paint night on my birthday to raise money for Lyme disease research, and we had a good time, and we were able to raise some money to to go towards that much-needed aspect of Lyme disease. And we hope that it will further the research being done and that there will be some groundbreaking work. This particular week, though, that we're in right now is leading up to the anniversary of Haley's death. How different would we have spent the last week with Haley if we had only known that she was going to die? We would have read more books, sang more songs, prayed more, held her hand, stroked her hair, just fought to stay in the room with her more. It It's really unbelievable that, that we're even thinking that two years is almost here. Two years of not hearing Haley's voice, seeing her beautiful smile, 
playing the piano, laughing with her sister, and of course, fighting with her sister, as all good sisters do. And it's highlighted how long do we grieve? Now, if you are someone that is grieving, especially the loss of a child, you know that you will never, ever truly stop grieving. The pain is always under the surface, even amongst laughter. Just this past week, I've had both sides of the spectrum come to me. I have had one saying that all you talk about is Haley and her pain and suffering. And I will admit that Suzanne and I do talk about that a fair deal. It's not that we're trying to bring anyone down or that we are trying to wallow and stay in this pain. We're trying to talk about it and through it. It's our way of healing. And yeah, it will take a long time, if not a lifetime. But then we had somebody else come and write us a beautiful note, thanking us for sharing and being open and honest because they have gone through a painful time in their life, in their past. And even though it's still relatively taboo to talk about today, back 10, 20, 30, even 60 years ago, I've heard so many stories of people that were not allowed to even mention the name of their loved one. That it was almost like they never existed. And I can see the looks on people's faces as I talk. And it's okay. I, I get it. I, I, I was there too. It's not easy to enter someone's pain. It's foreign to talk about death. We don't want to think about it. We're going to live forever, right? The reality is, death is unnatural. It does sting. It does hurt. And it's messy. People like Haley can die well and suffer well, but it is always messy. Death wasn't in God's original design. So, really, it's okay that we're uncomfortable with it. But it is a reality in our fallen world. And talking about it, speaking about our loved ones, is so very important to us. Everyone, everyone will be affected by death at some point in their life, whether that be their own, a parent, a spouse, a friend. And yes, 
maybe even a child. And I do not wish that on my worst enemy. I was out for a beer with one of my friends, and they asked, how long did it take you to get over it? I was very upfront and honest with him. I said that the first year was the year of firsts, celebrating birthdays, Christmas, anniversaries without Haley here was hard. But I admitted to him that I found that the second year was even harder for me because that's when reality had set in. That's when some of the fog had lifted and the absence, the long-term absence of Haley not being here settles in. Now, that may have not have been an answer that he wanted to hear, but it is where I am at. I know that other people can heal more quickly, but the sights, sounds, and smells surrounding Haley's death is burnt on the back of my brain. I close my eyes, and that's what I see. I have a hard time sleeping, even now after two years. And I know that this sounds a lot like a very sad, hard luck story. There has been beauty amongst the pain. We know where Haley is. We have that blessed assurance. And we're watching Annika grow up. And she's been such an amazing blessing to both Suzanne and myself. She speaks truth into our sorrow. I am so blessed to have the privilege of being Haley and Annika's father, that I can be a complete goofball and have them laugh, or we can curl up by the fire in the winter and have a serious conversation. Annika was able to get her license, and we're extremely happy about that. But we're also sad, because now she's surpassing her sister. Haley had gotten her beginners, and she was ecstatic. And both Suzanne and I took her for drives, practicing. And Haley was a good driver. But it took a lot of work because her joints didn't work as they should. So she had to sit far back in the car, actuate the pedals the way they, they needed to be. One thing I have really dug into this last couple of weeks, as I wrestle with coming to grips with the two-year anniversary of Haley going home to be with the Lord, I've read a lot about how in the Puritan days in the 17th century, that 50% of people did not make it to 20 years old, and how there was families after families that lost all of their children. I, I, I Losing one is amazingly hard. So, I look to the Puritans, 
and their theology, and how they honored God through it all. Their faith never wavered. And really, I guess that's the crux of it. This is the worst thing that I think could happen to anyone is losing a child. And it really is where the rubber meets the road. I say that I'm a Christian. Do I truly believe what it is that I profess that I believe? And for myself, the answer is yes. I know I don't have all the answers to the questions that I have. But the more I pour through Reformed theology, the more I learn about God's sovereignty in all things, the more I can rest in His goodness, in His time, and His plan. Do I have it all figured out? Absolutely not. Far, far from it. But God has it all figured out. He holds my little family in His hands. He collects our tears, and He draws us closer to Him. It's not a made-up fairy tale. It's not a nice thought to have. The more I pour over scriptures and study theology, the more alive and real the Bible becomes. I love reading through the Psalms. David poured out his heart before the Lord, and he messed up so bad, and God forgave him and loved him. Peter, in all of his zeal and rush right in, would always seem to mess things up. He was always the first in line. And yet, when it came down to the crunch, he denied his Savior. He wept bitterly over his sin. We should weep bitterly over our sins. There is nothing that warrants salvation in us. Nothing. It is by God's grace and good pleasure alone that he has elected us. Does that mean that we don't go out and share the gospel with others? No, it's a commandment in the Bible. He tells us to go and share the good news with all peoples. And so we do. But it is not me that saves anybody. It is the quickening of the Holy Spirit that inclines people's ear to hear the word of God, and God draws them close to him. Jesus Christ paid it all by willingly going to the cross, living a perfect, sinless life, and he hung on that tree for me, bearing the wrath of God that I deserve. God is mighty to save. He is the victory. He is the victor over sin and death. He has forever defeated Satan. It does not mean that we won't have really, really hard times in our life. Actually, Jesus 
said that we would for his namesake. We live in a fallen, broken world. But we can grieve. We can mourn in the Beatitudes. Blessed are those who mourn. We can mourn. Jesus wept. He felt our pain. One thing that I am learning, and I will be a grieving dad for the rest of my life, is my grief does not define who I am. My being sold out for Jesus is my identity. Jesus is my identity. All to Jesus I owe. Have you ever just wept? Like, have you ever felt Jesus' presence and just was overwhelmed at how much he loved you? Even with all the crud that's in your life, and I know I'm stammering and I'm stumbling my words, but I'm sitting here in front of my microphone, staring at a picture of Haley and Annika on Canada Day two years ago. And they both have amazing smiles on their face. And we had no idea what was coming in just a couple of days. And I look into those beautiful eyes and I am overwhelmed with love for my children. I'm overwhelmed knowing that how much I love my girls and God loves me even more than I could ever love my children. So much so that he sent Jesus into the world to die a death that I deserve to die so that I may live. Jesus has taken on my sin. So... In paraphrasing Martin Luther, I am free. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Lime, Lord Your Mercy Endures. I hope that you can join me on the next episode.